I do want to apologize for not being here this past, this last weekend. We were asked, um, myself and all my classmates, to attend a benefit dinner that was of great success. We had the annual benefit dinner up in Portland, and we were able to raise a million dollars. So thank you very much for your prayers and your support for Mount Angel Seminary. Thank you very much. I know you had to put up with Father Gary last weekend, so I apologize for that too. But my lovely accent is back, so no worries. Dear friends, in the midst, in the middle of persecution, as we have heard in the gospel, in the middle of trial, in the middle of persecution because of his name, we are called, you and I are called to be blessed and to be a blessing for others. A very, very fitting gospel we heard today in the midst of this political atmosphere, this stuff going on, you know, riots, people marching and um, manifesting and things like that, many of them not in a very peaceful way. There is nothing wrong about going out in the street and, you know, and speaking for what you believe. But there should be a way in which we all can do it in a respectful, peaceful way. I am here before you as your brother, as your partner in faith and your deacon, to remind us all in the name of the one who calls us, in the name of Jesus, to renew our identity and our mission as children of God. We are called to be a blessing for others. We all need to be reminded of this, that we are not to be identified as Democrats or conservatives, neither Republicans or liberals. We are not to be identified or self-define ourselves by our political party. Before everything else, before everything else, we are children of God, and that means we are all brothers and sisters. It makes me sad because I have experienced this within my own family, this political division. Oh, I voted for this, I voted for that. You know, I am pro this, I am pro that. Just families being divided. I personally voted for Father Gary, so I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. But I, I had experienced myself that persecution that the gospel speaks about. I remember when I first wanted to join the seminary, friends and family, they told me, oh yeah, right, you want to join the seminary, you want to become a priest because you want to have an easy life, you know, no work, just mass on the weekends, blah, blah, blah. I mean, who gets tired of listening to confessions and things like that, Right. Some of them even told me, you know what, I think you're gay. That's why you want to go to the seminary. <laughs> Things like that. 
things like that. When we stand for what we believe, when we are not afraid of saying, I am Christian, I am Catholic, when we defend life from natural conception until natural death, the sanctity of matrimony, the sanctity and the human right to live in a nation with an outstanding and proactive religious freedom, when we stand and defend all these Catholic values, human values, we are going to be persecuted. People will not like it. They did it to him. They killed him because he called himself the son of God, the child of God, and he defended life. And he defended matrimony. And he gave up his life for you and for me. Because he loves us. And the greatest example, the greatest example that you and I can see is right there on the cross. Our, our, our church, our church is made out of martyrs and saints. People that were not afraid of being a blessing. Martyrs and saints that took the decision to be a blessing for others no matter what. No matter what. I was once in this church in Mexico. You know, very happy seminarian down there doing missionary work. I was very young, very naive. So I thought that, you know, we all had to get along with each other, especially at church, in the church. So I met this lady, and since I met her, I felt this negative energy. And I'm like, is that coming from her, from me? I don't know. I mean, it was just like... Well, we had to work together anyways. We had to work together, and she was very mean, very mean. She was always very dismissive, rejecting me. And so I started, you know, responding to that. Not in a very Christian way, unfortunately. So she, was, she would be dismissive, I would be dismissive too. Now she would say something about me, I would perhaps say the same thing or even worse things about her. We were just not getting along. And this was affecting my life, and the life of that small community down there. And she took, I must accept this, she took the initiative, because women are like that, brave, you know, and she took the initiative. And she said, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Would you be willing to accept uh, an invitation to have lunch with me? And I'm like, where? At my house, she said. I'm like, uh-oh, I hope she doesn't put a little something-something in my food or things like that. <laughs> so I, to make a long story short, I did accept her invitation, went to her house, and she said, Gonzalo, I want to apologize. And I said, well, me too. You know, we are not giving a Christian testimony to the community. We are just talking about each other, you know. And she said you know what, it seems to me that the Lord gave me the opportunity 
to forgive, to forgive a person that abused me and took advantage of me, that's what she said, and who looks just like you. You and him look alike. And she didn't like me because of that. And I was already judging her. I was already, you know, paying back, things like that. And I said, well, please forgive me too. We did a prayer. Time went by, and to make a long story short, we became good friends. We started respecting each other, and thanks be to God, that community was healed. That small division within that community was healed. Dear brothers and sisters, our own community, our own society, is very divided. Very divided. Sometimes we judge people because they voted for this candidate or for that candidate, and Facebook is just going crazy, you know. Wow. We are called to be a blessing for others, no matter what. We are called to love, not hate. We are called to be merciful, not to ask for revenge. As Christians, we're called to live out our faith in the midst of persecution and alienation because we're called to persevere as today's gospel speaks about. As one church, as one nation under God, we need to renew our promise to promote unity and respect. We got to renew our Christian promise to protect and fight peacefully for the values and beliefs that makes us who we are, children of God. In good times and in bad times, we as church need to keep in mind that we got to care for those that are rejected and abandoned, the undocumented immigrant that works hard, the orphan that needs shelter, the poor and those that have been forgotten. Let us not fall into the temptation of seeing one another with a political attack. Let us not fall into the temptation of dividing even more our beloved community. Let us work together as children of God, forgiving one another, having this openness to dialogue with one another. Let us become a blessing for others. Allow me to close with a remarkable, remarkable invitation that Pope Francis is giving us. It is a plan to persevere and to be blessed and to become a blessing for others. Pope Francis says, Blessed are those who remain faithful while enduring evils inflicted on them by others, and forgive them from their heart. Blessed are those who look into the eyes of the abandoned and marginalized, and show them their closeness. Blessed are those who see God in every person, and strive to make others also discover Him. Blessed are those who protect and care for our common home, Blessed are those who renounce their own comfort in order to help others. Blessed are those who pray and work for full communion between Christians 
We are blessed to be blessed, to be followers of Jesus Christ, to confront the troubles and anxieties of our age with a new spirit and love, that very same spirit that inspired Jesus Christ. Thus, says Pope Francis, we ought to be able to recognize and respond to new situations with fresh spiritual energy. May these words of Pope Francis be a guiding light and a source of instruction, inspiration, consolation, and hope to all of us, to the people of the United States of America during the years to come. May these words help us to be agents and disciples of unity and healing as America moves forward. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.